SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Hey everybody, it's Therese Taylor. She's b writer for Kansas Star. I'm here with my guys. It's, uh, it's Bahia Majorian. Say hi, Bahia. Hi, Bahia. It's Sam Mellinger. And we have Blair Kerfoff, who will be coming right through that door, hopefully. Um, all right, the Chiefs knocked out a pretty good win here, 24-10 against the Chargers. And a pretty, a pretty pumped-up Charger team. Uh, you know, I, thought, I thought those guys were – those guys had it going a little bit. It was good defense, a good team. Um, they stayed in the game after early onslaught by the Chiefs that we didn't necessarily think was going to happen. Uh, but as always, when we kick off these things, we like to go through the reasons the Chiefs won or lost. And I feel like starting to my left. So Thank you for that. Um, so, look, obviously this is a different game if they don't get the three interceptions. And, and uh, if you're a fan of the parallel universe, it would be really interesting to, to know what would have happened if they hadn't gotten those. Maybe they, they would have had some sustained drives early. They pounced early, and they held the lead, and then they, they put it away at the end. Um, I think there were some moments along the way where you, you wondered if they were going to put it away, but you never, I didn't really ever feel like they were going to lose the game. Um, and I think that's the mark of a good team. I, I don't really think they had their best offensively today at all, but they did what they needed to do, and, and uh, I, that's 3-0. That's, that's pretty good. I'm with you, Vahe. Sam? All right, I'm going to look this up just to make sure, but the Chiefs had at least five consecutive possessions with no points. Uh, I'll look it up later, but at least five, I think even more than that. But they never, I guess I'm piggybacking on Vahe. I never felt like they were going to lose that game. What I felt like was, hmm, that's a bad look that the offense, offense yeah. is not being able to put it away. But the defense had it locked up enough that you felt like the 17 points at that point was going to be enough. The Phillip Rivers was not going to be able to get down the field. That is a winning defense. I, I think a lot of people, uh, we talked about our predictions. I think all of us had the Chiefs winning. All of us had the Chiefs winning by a close score. This was a losable game. This was a very losable game. The Chargers are better than 0-3. They lost their first two games on a last-second field goal. That's a tough team to come on the road to beat in this place and it was loud I know people can make fun of the soccer stadium and all that stuff I but agree. this was a very losable game when, when the Chiefs this, were at their own five this was an impressive win um, that, it, was, it was loud when the Chiefs were at their own five yeah. the, the, the fans here really got into it and yeah. not just the Chiefs ones I mean, yeah. that was yeah sorry to interrupt that's, no, yeah. no, that's fine and I, I guess I would say you know I'm with you guys like the defense I thought let's give some credit to the, the turnovers the turnovers the Chiefs were able to force Terrence Mitchell he had a very timely story on that guy this week <laughs> yeah he did it's good stuff there and I appreciate the 18 being there for me it was great it was great yeah um, but, but you saw why the guy really yeah. competes two interceptions today first multi-interception game of his career and then you knew one guy was going to have a pick you knew that was yeah. coming yeah. He's, he has never had a pick against a guy that's talked smack to him he always does it he uh, almost had two uh, Marcus Peters another crazy day almost uh, caused another one too almost, was it Sorensen on that deflection he did yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot uh, who Peters was, was covering there oh it was one of his kids yeah <laughs> Marcus Pops Peters I'm glad you appreciated that story so big daddy oh, big yeah. daddy Peters big daddy Peters <laughs> Uh, they were telling me like when I was talking after I talked to Peters in the locker room after the game um, on Friday for that story. Like uh, some people told me like they knew Peters to say something interesting because I I couldn't keep it in. It's like, it all over my face. I'm like this is gonna be great. It's pops. 
you never know what you're going to get with that guy. Uh, just for the record, I did talk to Marcus after the game today. Um, he did not field many questions, but he did talk a little bit about, uh, you know, just the, the Chiefs team win. But there were a lot of cameras today, so there, he didn't give anybody any sound, boy, sound bites. There's none of that today for Marcus Peters. He let us play through the talk for the most part. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm actually a little surprised. Like, we called this in the press box. I could have sworn the Chargers were going to put Allen on them every single play mm-hmm. and try and get him kicked out of the game for a momentum-turning kind of thing. That would have been pretty savvy, but they didn't do it. That's what I would have done. I know. Well, and there sure was a moment where it seemed like he, all he needed was one more little nudge. That's right. I mean, yeah. that, that, was, that was classic second penalty coming from the first, the volatility showing up. And, uh, hey, speaking of that topic, tight end had, as far as I remember, Ooh, one target today, yeah. one catch, one yard. One yard yeah. Sam and I, I was kind of bouncing this off Sam earlier, and I, I think he shut me down, but <laughs> do you think there's you think Andy Reid would ever just go ahead and play the guy and say, you know what, yeah, you can play, but we're not giving you the ball. We don't have to. It's a team game. Or is that really cutting off your nose to spite your face and you just play a different guy if you're going to do that? Here, go ahead, Sam. I, just, I, can't, I can't get there. I, I just can't yeah, imagine. You're probably right. I mean, doing that. In, in, in part because, I mean, he can dictate it a little bit. That shovel pass that Wilson scored on today is a shovel pass <laughs> that Kelsey scored on last week. But there's a lot of dropbacks where it's not – you know, if Kelsey's open, he's getting the ball, and if he's not, he's not. And I know Reed is beyond brilliant about this kind of thing. He he can, what do you say, like fudge the numbers a little bit. But I just can't get to a point where where that's like that is some passive aggressive on a different level. That's pretty. I mean, didn't, that's, didn't, you know what I mean? Didn't one member of the A team? I'm not sure which one though. Note at some point, and I didn't see it myself, but that uh, the tight end was kind of standing by himself on the sideline uh, during a during a uh, you know an offensive. Uh, I did hear that. I didn't see it, but yeah, uh, yeah I did hear that. Yeah, uh, I will tell you this. I think uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways to uh, there's a lot of ways to win a ball game against a team you're probably better than. Um, and it, I'm with you, Sam. It probably does feel like yeah, you uh, they they did probably that that probably seems like a little much. There, there's a lot of ways to craft a game plan and. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's skilled enough at doing that. To... How many targets did he have today? One. When did it happen? It was early, right? It was early. It might have been probably first quarter. I don't know if it was first drive, but first quarter. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the tape. <laughs> the challenge the of watching Travis the tape. Kelsey was not double covered very often. We got our right. answer. Let's, but, let's, let's take a good look at it. When I was like, if that is what happened, that is some next level. Passive aggression, like and and also that, but like that is a coach that is feeling himself that he can come on yeah. the road in the division. Yeah, and say, like, <laughs> you know this all-world tight end. I mean, depending on if Rob Gronkowski is hurt, either the best or second best tight end in the NFL, okay. and we're just going to use him as a decoy today because I'm pissed off about what he did the last four four games. <laughs> well, it, it would be, here's what it would be. It would be... I was going to say last week, but it's really the last four games. Here's what it would be. It would be... It would, it would it would be a short-term L for a long-term goal, because if they lost this game because Travis wasn't a part of the major game plan, his teammates would have been pissed at him. But why um, not suspend and, him then? Well, I think... I think... I, I don't think Andy... I think Andy's been coaching in this league long enough that he, he might have ways to discipline people without suspension because suspension like validates every like negative stereotype of a player 
just like saying something bad about them does. I'm not saying this is what happened, right? If I did, like, I'd write that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. We're just talking. Yeah. Like, give me a percentage of chance you think that that might have, that that might be what happened. 68.76. Ooh. Wow. Vahe, the conspiracy. Vahe going Watergate on Look, I really think more likely than not, but nowhere near provable. I probably should have said 51. Okay. <laughs> 5%. Wow. Well, I'd say, I'd say 20%, 18%. All right, so I'm maybe. way into the conspiracy here. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I just, that. But, but if you want to deliver the message, the game isn't about you, to a yeah. guy who wants the ball, wants the headlines, well, not, I don't it's know, a hell of a way to wants do something. It? Isn't something it? There. That is and next by level. The way, is he allowed to suspend him? He could do that if he wants. I guess if he wants, he but would he have other issues to deal with if he actually suspended him? Other than, in terms of other than the national narrative about Kelsey changing for the worse? Those are very difficult. <laughs> those are very difficult to turn around when yeah. the coach is smart. He doesn't want to like. He doesn't want to see it go that way. Yeah. When I told you, when I said last week that we were very close to, we're we're close to that narrative about him changing the way he don't want it to go. And he know that too. And he know that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I said 18. percent So I don't. I'm more like you. Yeah. But I've seen enough in this league. That would be. I've seen a strong move by the head coach. It, but I, I love your point, too, about it being just totally passive-aggressive. Oh, like my it, God. What would be great would be that if it were that way, of course, we're talking a lot about something we have no idea if it happened, yeah. and I'm the only one really with the conspiracy theory that believes it somewhat. Um, but what would be better if he told Travis, I'm going to play you and, you're, and we're not going to give you the ball? Yeah. <laughs> or we just, just treat it like business yeah. as usual and yeah. yeah, we don't need to make him the first. It is a take situation, right? Because this is also a, a division opponent. They know that, you know, yeah. if you're playing the Chiefs, I think you, you either decide to take away Kelsey or you decide yeah. to take away Hill. Yeah. That's and, how, you, that's how look, you do it. He's effective as a decoy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Hey, who was the leading uh, Chiefs leading interceptor before today? Oh. Uh, Chris Jones. Yes, and Ron Parker was talking about that, how that could not go on any longer. <laughs> <laughs> just, sorry, Ron Parker being colorful. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, I'm here yeah, for that. That's all, right. all. I just wanted to transition. Sorry. No, that's good. Um, obviously, the, the the one of the big stories of the game, uh, before the game, a lot of players opted to uh, peacefully demonstrate uh, in, a, in a real hot-button issue, um, you know, it's no secret that this country is divided right now politically. We know that, right? Um, and I talked to Chris Connolly about this afterwards, so I want you guys to hear me on this, okay? Uh, I talked to Chris. His father served in the military. I mean, he... Chris was born on a base. Right, he was born on a base. So if anybody should understand, just hear me on this. Let's try to have empathy for each other, right? Both ways. Let's try that. While we briefly address this, because this was a storyline, like it or not. Let's try to have empathy for each other. Let's try not to judge each other. Let's try not to have as much emotion be a part of something here. There are a lot of people who feel a lot of ways about this issue, and I'm not telling anybody that it's wrong, but you gotta listen to each other for this whole world to be better, for this country to be better. And Chris Connolly said that players all kind of, they got together before the game, and they felt a certain way about certain things, certain things the president said, and they decided to demonstrate peacefully about it, okay? That's their right as an American. They didn't do anything wrong in that sense. The coach knew it was going to happen. He supported them. The players felt supported. And I'm going to have that all in my story, but I just want you guys to understand, they didn't, the players who did it did not do that, from what I could gather, 
for any other reason than to demonstrate their right, their God-given right as an American. Okay? Anybody got something they want to add to that? Or a couple, couple just, quick things. Um, and, and the thing, just, just the listen. Thing, just try to. Yeah. And your the, the expression uh, to to under to be understood first, try to understand. I think that's what you're saying, and, and that's that's something you can pick up out of these guys today. And um, just a couple things. I, I I talked to Justin Houston, who, you know, I wrote was on both knees, like in a tweet. Right. I didn't think that through when I wrote that. He wasn't on both knees. He was praying. Mm -hmm. And. Justin elaborated on that. It was very interesting. I'll be writing about that in the, the column I'm writing. The other thing that we were all quite struck by was Alex Smith, um, who I, I, I thought was just such a classy guy and certainly tried to be restrained and respectful, but making the point that the president is here attacking these guys for peaceful protest and he couldn't even condemn neo-Nazis in Charlottesville. I think that was that kind of said a lot. Um, I know Sam has thoughts about this, and Sam also wrote a really important piece, I think, about uh, yeah. about Clark Hunt that, yeah. that Sam somehow wrote before the game. And, and anyway, I don't know how you do it. He did yeah. it very quickly. It was so obvious to Sam. Yeah, says, it was. I, I that was watched easy. that come together in seven minutes. That was <laughs> easy to write. That was easy to write. I, I, when I graduated journalism school, I didn't think I'd be doing Facebook Live. When we started doing Facebook Live, I didn't think I'd be quoting Thomas Jefferson. But here we are. He said something like, that neither breaks my leg nor picks my pocket. And, and there's a certain truth to that, that you let people do what they want, what they feel, what they feel is right. And, and I hope that the people, I hope that the guys who kneel try to listen to the guys who stand about right. why they stand. I hope that the guys who stand try to listen to the guys who kneel and why they kneel. There, there's important, there's strong feelings on both sides. I just hope that there's some listening. Right now, I don't feel like there's much listening. There, there isn't much listening. Let, let me tell you issue. something. I've talk, I talked to a number of players about this, and as somebody who grew up in Detroit, I, I get it, right? A lot of these guys that are protesting, just try to hear me if this is something that feels like if you feel disrespected by the action. And this is not necessarily me defending them, but me, I do understand where they're coming from, right? But I, I just try to understand this one thing. These are not people who want something bad for America. If anything, they want a better America. They don't want to go anywhere. They want this country to be better. A lot of people still believe in the promise of this country. This is the country that allowed me a uh, 5'8", 200-pound high school defensive tackle to still find a way to pursue a sport he loved and make a living at it, right? So take that to the next level. People grow up playing high school football. Somebody like Marcus Peters loves football, right? This is a country that lets him play, the people he loves. This is a country that lets him su support. This job lets him support those people. He, he wants his community to be better. The people, you, you might say, okay, uh, and we're going to change topics here in a second, but just the people, the players, you can say, you guys make so much money. How could you disrespect the country that's helping you make a lot of money? Just consider this too, guys. What about their family members? many of whom still live in difficult environments where they don't have many advantages, okay? Things are not equal in this country, and they just want attention to be brought to their specific cause. So I hope that's just something people can listen. I hope you get that out of the story I'm going to write for tomorrow. So yeah. is it, we got anything else on that? Are we okay? Well, well, well said. Can I just say really quickly, I'm sorry, we do need to move on, but the whole, like, these guys are privileged, like, why, you know, shut well, up and play or whatever. Um, isn't it like the the... 
the powerful speaking for the un, you know the the the, the people yes. in a position of power right. speaking for those less fortunate. Isn't that like a pretty that is important a, thing? That is yeah. to me a hundred percent the the best point about this whole thing. The the, the, the people that they have no obligation. They people are upset with them. Are making it sound like they're living in a glass tower, ivory tower, and why should they have anything to say about it? No, to me, it's more, mm-hmm. it's more noble, it's more significant. You're just saying, I still care about others. It's yeah, not just right. about me. That, that's of all the things I wish I could change in how people perceive things. I, I, I find that one of the most pivotal. Like, right. I just and I, I'll, and I'll be the one to say it. I think that needs to go both ways. The people who feel like a really strong pull that they should stand, those are people who love their country too. Mm-hmm. Those people love this country. They yeah. want it to be better, right? Yeah. Uh, there just needs to be more listening on both sides. Let's try to hammer that home. And I think the reason I feel like okay to say that is because like players said that to me. Like Chris Conley was very eloquent about this stuff. He was great. One, one so, really quick last thing on that, then I'll, I'll finally shut up. But I, I did talk to one Chiefs player who doesn't feel like commenting publicly right now, who's not really altogether in on this, but. He sort of half-jokingly talked about how he'd like to see it be like the traditional football picture because they all get along this way, right? First row kneels, second row sitting, third row stand. And he kind of had fun with it. And, and his point was that ultimately we are all together. And they, they seem to be able to pull it off. And I, I think with sincerity, not that they all agree, but I think they figure we got a football game to play too. Right. Can we get a shout-out to Blair Kirkhoff popping in? The hard, <laughs> this is the hardest-working man in sports no, right here. No. Um, I'm, you guys covered it all, I'm sure, very well. I was glad. But uh, the reason I'm late is because I was typing up a quick Alex Smith story, his comments after the game, which um, which I, I thought were – I hadn't heard him speak to this. And and he was uh, – read it. Go to KansasCity.com. We've got video and the story should be posted here in the next few minutes and hear what Alex Smith had to say about the protest – and about President Trump. Uh, here's a little teaser for you. Hey, well, this is a good statement by Mark Stewart I'm going to mention before we move on. He says, if they care so much, they have the money, invest to help police departments in other areas to help make a change. Okay. What I will tell you guys is, you got to understand, a lot of the money these guys make go to so many places you will never know. They will never tell you about the stuff they donate back to the community. They'll never tell you about these things. They don't feel it. They, that, that's not what it's about. It's about helping their communities. A lot of Marcus Peters' money goes back yep. to Oakland, yep. and he will never find out about that because that's about his family and back. Just you have to. It, people who grow up in certain communities, they often feel the obligation to lift everybody else up around them. That's not necessarily something they want to broadcast to the world. So, I mean, I understand if you feel that way, but I guess I'm just trying to say is. Most of them are. Most of them are doing a lot of things like that. And, you know, uh, they, they just don't have to tell you they are. So, um, typically, typically before we get out of here, uh, we like to talk about why they win. And also, kind of last thing, you know, some concerns going forward. Um, there was nothing. I, I think the big one for me, guys, these penalties. You know, they become the Raiders. You know. There's yeah. a lot of penalties it, it, over three weeks, man. 10 today, 30 on the season? Something like, is that 13. What it is? 13. So 13. 13. I think 33 on the season then, right? Yeah, well, and they, they had 15 against the Patriots, which was the second most in franchise it, history. 
So and 13 it, would be in the top 10. And look, there would have been more if there weren't like two on one play a few times and, you know, right, a handful right, of right. those. Uh, right. Right. There was, we um, have two flags on the field. Both are against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. a, a couple declined yeah. the long pass that I'm yeah. still not sure it was caught um, down the sideline, but there was a that was the D4 on penalty. Yeah. Um, that, that was declined. Um, and I thought that was a little bit of a soft call on Ford, but still, I mean, that was soft. Get he was calls. coming. I, I watched, actually watched D the entire play. I didn't. <laughs> Got his legs, I thought. Legs. I guess oh, half, that's what right? it was. Yeah, it was. Is that what they? It was okay. his lower. It was his they lower said half, it was a late. I thought it was a late hit. They called it. They, they, I don't remember the exact wording, but it, right. it, it was understood. But here's the thing: I okay. do gripe with, um, by the way. So, all right, I get that anything near the legs isn't is a thing. But why? Why is it okay? Like hold Alex Smith up like this, and like here, you hit him, you hit him, <laughs> you hit him, and that's not a penalty. I, I just don't see why that's okay. It sure does seem like I, I try to not see this through Chiefs' eyes or whatever, but. It sure does seem like Alex Smith gets hit harder and later than, than a lot of the guys. other team's quarterback regularly. A lot of teams meet at Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of defenses just have a little little yeah. convergence back, back yeah. there with Alex. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll tell you this, too. One other thing. Do we need to talk about Alex a little bit? Because how many deep balls were there today? Is there just the one? The first one. Well, the first one, one completed. Yeah, to, yeah. to Hill. Um, and then he threw, tried a few. threw one down the sideline to Hill. It Hill was the typical kind of a old school Alex Smith was out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about it, though, wasn't it? Yeah. There was. Um, how long was the touchdown? Thirty. That was thirty. It was a great ball. That was yeah. a great ball. It was, it, and, it really and, was. and how about Andy Reid figuring out a way to get Tyreek Hill isolated on a damn linebacker? Yeah. Andy, like, yep. I still never that saw it. Did he, did he, come, it, man. Did he yeah. come from the left side of the field? I or thought he did. I, right. I, I haven't okay. watched never, it again. Yeah, I, seen I it. thought he was left slot, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That, that would explain how he got on a linebacker, though. He started on the left yeah. and ended up on the right right side of the oh, field. But well, I, I'm not trying to drive the discussion, but we no. got to get out of here, yeah, guys. Yeah. We all have to write, by the way. You know, we. <laughs> oh, that paper. Yeah, it's just the paper, which is what I'm, we're paid to do, right, right guy? Yeah. One more thing. The pass rush wasn't good enough. I'll no, tell you that right now. One sack, right? We had one sack. Uh, Justin just Houston with a ferocious sack. And five sacks, Alex. They gave up a lot yeah. of hits today. Alex took some They, they did get what? some pressure on Rivers, it's, though. They yeah. did run. They, okay. they got him out of the pocket a few times, and Rivers didn't have good numbers. Obviously, terrible numbers yeah. in the three picks. If you get that statue out of the pocket, he's not effective. Right. Right. They, right. they did a good job of that, I thought. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. All right. Final thoughts from each guy real quick. Give me two sentences, Vahe. Um, you know, so-called trap game. Almost never in doubt that they were going to win, really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, I, I think this I, – I, why would you not think they're a really good team right now? I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team, but they are a really good team, I think. I thought uh, – I, I picked the Chiefs to win, and then I regretted picking them after I, after <laughs> I did. I thought, no, no, this is set up for them to lose. The way the Chargers had lost their first two games, mm-hmm. they were going to come in angry and motivated and all that. And, and it was 14 to nothing before you – People sat down here, which, by the way, I don't know if you, if you guys talked about what this venue is. Not really. Interesting, interesting venue. We, all, we were it. all kind of surprised. I loved it. I was feeling I thought it. it was really cool. <laughs> it's really 25,000. The future of NFL stadiums should be That's smaller, brilliant, Blair. Smaller. You're right, Blair. million percent. Like, what if you built a stadium 40,000, 35,000, yep. just like this, but, like, you make it, like, better, you make the concourses wider, yeah. you give them the comforts, but, like, I fi- believe it or not, if I was just Joe fan, I feel like I would pay for that. You're close. That's, oh, you're, you're so, so much, much closer, closer, closer right? Action. Yeah. It's, as opposed, it was, it was loud. We had an open press box, and the noise level was, was pretty high. As opposed to like sitting way up high at Arrowhead, that's a horrific experience. We, we were literally half 
the height of the we normally yeah. are at Arrowhead, I think, right? And it was closer. sleek. It was, you know, yeah. this is this is it's, it. Right. Maybe a little bit more about our experience. Than anybody else. Come to this game next year. You get two more years here, right? You should. Eighteen and nineteen. Come and check this this place out. You I think you like it. And I say it was about 60-40 Chargers to Chiefs fans today. That's about right. That's a one great other, take, Blair. One other little subtle thing about the stadium. they I don't know what the architectural term for it is, but those like overhangs on the bleachers really keeps the noise in. It does. Yeah, they, yeah. they have that the, the same thing at Sporting at, at Children's Mercy Park. I don't, I don't know what they call that, but it really keeps the noise in. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Uh, about the game, uh, super impressive win. Uh, the penalties are an issue. They're an imperfect team. But if one of your concerns is, are they peaking too early <laughs> after week three, that's a pretty good team. Yeah, I, I, I think these guys are really, really good. All right, I'm going to wrap this thing up by just saying this. We made it through this entire thing without mentioning uh, Kareem Hunt, which Shit. is amazing. Good. Rush for 172 yards. <laughs> a team after dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Feels like it's our soundproof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> look, the Emma Smith thing is r- ridiculous, and I almost felt horrific for saying it two months ago, but I feel great now. Because <laughs> yeah, this guy, there's something. This, this is special. This is. He is really good. He, they, hey man, I guess we got to give credit to Dorse on that. Because mm-hmm. remember when Dorse walked in the draft room with Kareem Hunt, he was like. This guy's a good football player. <laughs> he was so pumped. He couldn't wait. He was pumped about the first three picks. And I think he nailed the first three. I hey, do. And an interesting really thing do. on him is, you know, people are going to remember the 69-yard run. He had 16 carries for a little over 100 before that. No, his, his impact was He was blunting away those game, guys. You know, against, well before that. Against a defense that is not soft. No. Joey Bosa's made all the difference in the world on that defense. Because now it's Bosa and Ingram, which is a junior-level Houston and, like, Holly in his prime. Right, like Bosa and Ingram's good. That's tough. Yeah, yeah you get you know that's tough to handle. So, all right, uh, we're done here. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, the big lessons from this thing: this team's fun to watch. They got some things to clean up. We need. We're calling for more empathy on both sides for a major issue that's not going to be over anytime soon. I don't yeah. think. Um, but we all appreciate you guys joining us, and we hope you keep doing it. So, give you everybody a chance to say bye here. Bye. So long. Thanks, guys. See you guys.